you go out and buy a new car, they bring it to you to hand it over. You've already paid for it. And, and before you drive it off the lot, you look all around it and you check it out and you check out say, hey, there's a little smudge, a little scratch. There's a little something there. Can y'all get that cleaned off right there? You should wash it and get it ready for me, right? That's what we do for a car. Now, when it comes to a man, he's got the headlight busted. <laughs> The bumper dragging the floor, and you still can't, you, you take him home with you. I'll see if I can get it put together when I get to the house. This is Jerry G. Martin. Welcome again to the light of the world, and I'm bringing you another message on marriage and family. God wants every couple to stay together and fulfill his will and purpose. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's word. As I mentioned the subject of divorce, I can already hear some people saying that I'm not married, so I'm not sure I need to hear this. Maybe one of the reasons you are not married is because you're divorced. But you may still be single and you're going to need this if you get married. And those of us who are in a marriage who are happily married and satisfied with our marriage, that's today. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow that'll get you in a mindset that you want to do something to disconnect from your relationship. One of the most devastating effects on our society and the effects of this has far-reaching consequences. This effect is divorce and failed marriages. I make a statement sometime and I get funny looks and sometimes I get people that argue with me but I've looked through the Bible and I have never seen in scripture where the purpose of marriage is happiness but people get unmarried because they are not happy the Bible doesn't says and he brought this man to this woman he should leave his mother and his father and cleave unto his wife and they shall be happy he didn't say that. Now, it's great if you're happy in your marriage, but that's not the purpose for it, biblically. If a husband loves his wife as Christ loved the church and the wife respects the husband, you're going to be happy. But I doubt that there is anyone here who does not know someone who is or who has been divorced. Sociologists and marriage experts differ on their analysis of the causes and effects of divorce. But we do know this, there are too many people getting divorced. There are too many children having to decide with whom they want to live. There are too many moving or liquidation cells of precious memories from a time of happier days when there was love, joy, and peace. There's too many garage sales where you're selling your spouse's stuff. In fact, when I was looking for some golf clubs, I would go to garage sales. And I bought some golf clubs. The woman said, you can get all the golf clubs and the bag for $50. I don't care. I said, well, what size shoes did he wear? <laughs> he paid thousands of dollars for these clubs, but she let them go for 50 there are too many pastors and church counselors addressing the issue of divorce among members 
in the body of Christ. We can ask each other all day long about our opinions of divorce, and we can get a wide range of views and perspective. You can listen to Dr. Phil all you want to. You can listen to Oprah. You can listen to all your people on the reality TV shows or on your social media and all of that to tell you what you ought to do or what you should not do. But instead of listening at one more opinion from the human perspective, today we're going to look at this issue of divorce from Christ's perspective. So we're going to tell you what the Word of God says so that whenever you know someone that may ask you, you can tell them what the words say. And sometimes people are in such a situation that personally, I would say if it was up to me, I would cut you some slack. But it's not up to me. I'm going to tell you what God said. In the book of Matthew chapter 19 verse 3, Jesus is doing some teaching. It reads this way, some Pharisee came to him to test him. They asked, is it lawful? For a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason. They ask him. Let's ask this, this rabbi. Let's ask this teacher. Let's ask this one. He think he know everything. He th you know, he's always trying to give us some kind of words that kind of confuse us and, and break us down. That's what the Pharisees say. Because they ask him this to test him. They already had an answer in their own mind. But they want to test him. Is it lawful? For a man to divorce his wife, look at what they say, for any and every reason. And Jesus did as he often did in the scriptures. He went right back to the word of God that was already established. He said in verse 4, haven't you read? For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, since they are one, what God has joined together, let not man separate. Now as I'm reading this, I'm thinking for those of you who are single, before you get married, you, be, you want to be very, very sure, do I want to be super glued to this person? You think about it like that. Don't think about uh, the honeymoon and how cute he is. He got some cute eyes and bow legs, all that stuff like that. You want to think about, do I want to be super glued to this person? For the rest of my life. That's what you want to figure out right now. If you don't want to be super glued to them, then don't marry them. Don't try to marry somebody you want to fix later. You know, I've said this once before. You go out and buy a new car. And they bring it to you to hand it over. You've already paid for it. And, and before you drive it off the lot, you look all around it. And you check it out. And you check out say, hey, there's a little... There's a little smudge, a little scratch on, there's a little something there. Can y'all get that cleaned off right there? You should wash it and get it ready for me, right? That's what we do for a car. Now, when it comes to a man, he's got the headlight busted, <laughs> the bumper dragging the floor, and you still can't, you, you take him home with you. 
I'll see if I can get it put together when I get to the house. And then you one day after you're trying to drive at night, you ain't got but one headlight. Pastor, you know, I thought it was going to be better than this. Well, that's the way it goes. Why you, you know, if it ain't right, don't take it to the house. Don't try to get hooked up with it. Well, I, I knew something was wrong with it. <laughs> or her. Let me say it's because the man, they can find a woman like that too. I said that for one of our brothers who always want us to talk about the single men and what they need to do. Because Jesus is saying this. Look at what he's saying. The two shall become one. And what he's saying now, if you are one, how can you divorce yourself? Here come the Pharisees, verse 7. Why then... Did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? Why did Moses say we could do that? They said, you're going to use the word? We're going to use the word. Moses said we can write her a certificate of divorce. Now, when you study how they were doing things, all a man had to do at that time was determine uh, some reason that he wanted to divorce his wife and, and the law says oh, you, you, but you must write a certificate of divorce and hand it to her you need to document it, hand it to her and she's gone and they got to the place where if he didn't like her cooking he'd write a certificate of divorce but Jesus replied Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. Because you were doing it anyway. You were taking advantage and you were doing it. But he said, but this is not the way from the beginning. And then he says in verse 9, I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness and marries another woman commits adultery. Uh, anybody want to just take your pen? Let's just scratch this out of the Word of God. Because uh, I know he didn't mean that for today, did he? Y'all see how y'all looking at me? I'm just, I just read what he said. He says, anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness. Now, why are they saying that about a man divorcing his wife? Because a woman couldn't divorce her husband back then. So it was all on the man. So he's talking about the man and marries another woman. You commit adultery. In this text, we see Jesus doing the work of the kingdom. He's ministering to the needs of the people. When the church folks approach him, the Pharisees, they come up and they ask this question. This question was unrelated to what he was doing. And a question is still being asked today by church folks. Is it okay to divorce? Well, it's not, they're not asking that no more. They're just telling you they, they're divorced. Okay, pastor, I'm leaving. Okay, pastor, we're getting a divorce. They don't even ask no more. Jesus takes him to the word, and the, and the word takes him to the beginning, that the creator made them male and female. He said, I'll make you male and female. You're going to be one. You're going to be a matched pair. You're going to be a matched pair. We're going to leave and cleave. You're going to be glued together. And he said, what God has joined let not man separate. In other words, he says, here's what you do. You go to the church. Pastor, we want to get married. And somebody asked me the other day, said, would you marry, would you marry me, Pastor? I said, well, I'm already married. Yeah. 
uh, would you perform the ceremony? Oh, that. <laughs> um, but would you marry us? You know, yeah, we'll marry you. They come to the pastor to get married, but you don't come to the pastor to get divorced. We want to get married in the church. In the church? Yes, in the church. In the church, with the blessings of the church. We want you to pray over us and bless us. That's when you get married. But nobody ever comes and says, Pastor, we want you to undo the prayer that you did over us and separate us so we can go our separate ways. They don't do that. You go to the pastor to get married. You go to the world system to get unmarried. See, church folks are still looking for loopholes today to justify their actions of abandoning their marriage. Jesus replied, Moses didn't command it. He permitted it because of the hardness, the stubbornness, the unwillingness to give and to forgive. To give and to forgive. Jesus said, only marital unfaithfulness. Now, that don't mean wait around and sneak around so you can find something. Y'all just waiting for that. Jesus then raised the standard. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness and marriage another woman commits adultery. Jesus understood something about divorce that the Pharisee did not understand. And we can find it in Malachi chapter 2. Malachi chapter 2. God was, through the prophet Malachi, talking to the people of Israel about the way that they were functioning. He says in Malachi chapter 2 verse 13, after he's given them a list of things that they were doing and their sacrifices and whatever, and God says, and another thing, and another thing you do, Here's what God said. You flood the Lord's altar with tears. You weep and well because he no longer pays attention to your offerings or accept them with pleasure from your hands. And you say, Lord, why you're not accepting our offerings and why you're not hearing us? And he says, it is because the Lord is acting as a witness between you and the wife of your youth. Because you have broken faith with her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. He said, I don't like the way you're treating your spouse. You come in here and you want to worship, you want to praise, you want to magnify, you want to lift your hands. I know what you're doing. And then he repeats in verse 15, has not the Lord made them one? In flesh and spirit, and they are his. Now, look at this. And why did he make them one? Because he was seeking godly offspring. Now, you want to know the purpose for marriage, he's saying? He is seeking godly offspring. God is looking far beyond your uh, matrimonial commitment that's going to last for 40, 50, 60 years, 70 years, or whatever. He's looking out over history and the future and saying, I need to keep a godly heritage going. I want you to get married. I want you to be fruitful and multiply. And I want you to live a godly, holy life so you can raise your kids in a godly, holy manner so they can serve me after you're gone. But if you bust up, 
These kids are going to go either way. They're going to go all kinds of ways. And then I got to try to grab them, pull them back in and get them going again. He says, I am seeking godly offspring. So guard yourself in your spirit. And do not break faith with the wife of your youth. And verse 16 says, I hate divorce. This is God speaking. If you got a concordance, look up I hate and with God in it and see how many things he hates. This will rise to the top of your search. I hate divorce. Because God said it disturbs. It, and if you look at the state of our culture, how many children are in homes that have just one parent in it? I remember going on this prison visit. One of the questions that was asked of the prisoners that was in this maximum security prison, how many of you had no father in the home? And about 80% of the prisoners raised their hand, had no father. That says something. I had no father in the home. God says, verse 16, I hate divorce, says the Lord, and I hate a man covering himself with violence as well as with his garment, he says, says the Lord Almighty. And when we see the devastating effects of divorce, we get a better appreciation of why God hates it. In 1993, 2.3 million couples married and 1.3 million couples divorced the same year. The Bureau of Census projected that four of ten first marriages will end in divorce. Four of ten of the first marriages, not even the second. And some people have been married two, three, four, five times. I was talking to a brother not long ago, and he was saying, um, why don't you readjust that seat? We were going somewhere. I said, just readjust that seat if it's too up, up too close for you. I said, oh, okay. He said, my wife likes to sit up close. I thought you were not married. He said, oh, I got married again uh, last month. I'm thinking, how many is that? <laughs> I was like Marvin Gaye, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> now, I don't know about you. I don't want to marry nobody that's been married more than a couple times. Something is bad wrong. You've been married three times and you want me to be number four? You can say, all of my spouses died. That's still bad. <laughs> I don't want that either. That's worse. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. God calls some to be single. Hallelujah. <laughs> Over one million children are affected by divorce each year. Approximately one-third of divorced parents remain bitter and hostile several years after the divorce. 70% of all children born in 1980, this is an old study, will spend some time of their childhood in a single parent family. 75 to 80% of women or men remarry within five years after their divorce. So they're getting remarried. Second marriages are at a greater risk of ending in divorce than the first marriage. 
So what they're saying, your best chance of having it go is with the one you with. <laughs> there was a survey after they said 50% of people who get married divorce and about 50% of the people who are in a marriage now would not marry the same spouse again. And we're not asking anybody to raise their hand <laughs> if you marry your spouse again or whatever. We're not starting nothing today. <laughs> we don't want you to go home and be out there in the parking lot and you got to call the police. <laughs> the most common grounds of divorce is, number one, cruelty in the marriage toward one another, whether physically or emotionally. There is desertion, where one spouse desert another, adultery, addictions, felony convictions, non-support, financial issues. All of these issues impact our marriages and causes us to go our separate ways. Very seldom do couples who are getting married really look at this thing of permanence in their relationship. Just picture yourself being handcuffed together and deciding you're not going to ever be broken apart. Then you got to figure out, we got to make this thing work because we are stuck together. People go into marriage even with the idea, if this doesn't work, I can always get a divorce if this doesn't work. That's in your mind when you're marrying this person. If you're thinking about that, when you're thinking about marrying a particular person, do not marry them. You already think, if this don't work. And let me just give you a, a little hint. Maybe it's too late for some of you. When you're married, and, and every marriage has conflicts. We're two different people who come together with, from two different backgrounds and, and influences and orientations and ways of doing things. If you came from the same background and the same influences, you're still a man and a woman, and you're going to be different. And so you're going to have some things you need to work out. But practice never saying to your spouse, well, we could just get a divorce. I'm going to go off and leave you. Don't say that. Even if you're thinking it, don't say it. Because once you say it, you can't take it back. Oh, you're thinking about leaving, huh? Once that's said, then somebody start hiding their stuff, moving stuff around, getting ready, getting suspicious. So don't say that. Instead, say, listen, I don't care what happened. I'm staying with you. If you leave, I'm leaving too. I'm going with you. We ain't going to separate. We're going to have to make this work. I know, I know I'm not what you want me to be, but we ain't leaving. I'm going to jump on the car. I'll be riding on the hood. But just get that settled. We're going to be together, so we got to make this work. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we've been sharing the Word of God with you concerning marriages. What is the man's role? What is the woman's role? What does God think and what does God say about divorce? God wants every couple who come together in the holy matrimony of marriage to be successful. He wants us to live in unity. He wants us to walk in unity and fulfill the purpose for which he brought us together. There are many people going through challenges in their marriage. We're here to strengthen, to encourage, and to give you help and hope. If you would like to listen to this message as well as other messages you've heard, you can go to our podcast at Light of the World Daily, Jerry G. Martin. You can listen to today's broadcast 
previous broadcasts, and you can also share those with others that you think might benefit from today's message. You can visit us in person as well each Sunday at The Light of the World. We're at 16161 Old Humble Road. We have COVID-19 protocols and social distancing in place. Come by and join us or meet us online. As we've been talking about marriages, if you would like for us to join you in prayer for your marriage, call us right now at our prayer line number at 281-964-1393. Again, that's 281-964-1393. Let me remind you about the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. We have Bibles and books and Sunday school supplies, communion supplies, church supplies, and whatever you need for your ministry. Call us at The Beacon, 281-441-2885. That's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.